Well, good morning. It is good to be with you this morning in worship, either here in our sanctuary as we prepare to celebrate and confirm these class of three confirmation students. It has been a wonderful experience and ride for Leanne, and she'll speak more about um, the confirmation class in a few moments as we prepare to confirm these three wonderful students. And so we just lift up this occasion to glorify and praise God that God continues to grow his kingdom, continues to lay brick upon brick on this holy building, the church. Now today is um, Pentecost. It's 10 days, it falls 10 days after the ascension. And we spoke of the ascension last week and the importance of the ascension. That without Jesus Christ ascending to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father, that the Spirit, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, would not be sent. And it's to our advantage, to the advantage of the community of faith, to my advantage, to your advantage, to our as a community's advantage, that the Holy Spirit comes and brings us together, calls us out of the world and sends us into the world to proclaim the good news that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who lived, died on a cross, the third day rose from the dead and now sits with our Father in heaven at His right hand. It also allows Jesus Christ, God, to be present with us in a more intimate and more powerful way than was possible with Jesus and his earthly ministry. Jesus spent three years with his disciples, training them, showing them, revealing to them God, revealing to us the nature, character, the will, the truth that is God. In his death, he showed the sacrificial love of God. He showed the response of obedience to follow God's will, even to the point of death on a cross. He showed the power of God over death and over sin and bondage. When he died and was resurrected, and shows us his power over broken humanity as he sits at the right hand of God the Father. And Pentecost, we celebrate the birth of the church. At 10 o'clock for our confirmation reception, we had a small birthday cake celebrating, symbolizing the birth of the church by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we read about in Acts chapter 2. How those disciples were gathered in this room, probably praying, probably asking questions, considering, thinking, worrying. Is Jesus coming back? When is he coming back? What is this promise? What's it going to look like? What's it going to sound like? What's it going to do to me? What's it going to do for us? What does it mean for the advocate to be sent from on high down low to us? These were probably the questions that, that, run, that were running through their minds and it would run through my mind. And I would worry. They were grieving. 
their rabbi, their friend, their teacher, their savior was, had departed? And as they gathered and prayed and questioned, Luke tells us in Acts that this sound of a roaring, powerful wind breaks in. And people all over Jerusalem could hear it. And it rose their curiosity. People wanted to see, they wanted to experience themselves, and they gathered around that house where the, the source of the sound. And we're told like flames of fire, tongues of fire rested over the disciples. This is a powerful sight. It's a, it had to be a beautiful sight and probably a terrifying sight. It reminds me of, a, of an occasion years ago when I was, a long time ago, when I was in college, uh, my parents moved to a new house. They moved to a new, brand new development. They were, their house was the third house built in this development. And it was right after it had been built. And they were, the, the, the development's called the Vineyards, and it's, um, it's wide open. It was, it was an old vineyard. It was a pasture. And it went back and forth between pasture land and vineyards. And uh, there was a, a row of oak trees that ran along this subdivision and up over a hill. Well, my parents were on one side of the hill and from their house, you couldn't see another house for anywhere. It was just, it looked like you were in a very desolate place. You could see that line of oak trees that were two or three lots away, acres away. And the tallest thing there on their lot was the grass and the house. Now, I remember watching thunderstorms. And if you've been to a beach or been in an open area where a thunderstorm comes up, you can watch it build, and then it becomes, the wind comes, and these dark clouds come, and, and, and it gets you, the lightning, you can just see it all coming. And that's just powerful, and it's, it has a sense of beauty about this, about this image that's just coming towards you. Well, I was talking to my friend about this, and we were, we were talking about how my parents' house was a great place to, to experience. You know, it's kind of scary to be out there in this house, and, and this wind's just pounding on it, and lightning, you know that you're the tallest thing at, around. And so it's a little unnerving. But my friend was just getting into photography, and he, he told me, because next time a storm comes, I want you to call me. I said, why? Because I want to come out there and take some pictures. I'm like, from, from the living room? He goes, no, I'm going I, to bring a ladder. I'm going to come on top of the roof. I said, in, a, in the thunderstorm. He goes, yeah, you can get some great pictures of lightning. I said, yeah, yeah, I guess you, I guess you could. Well, that was his take on lightning at my parents' house. My take was from a particular experience I had. I'd, walked, I'd gotten home. I was the only one there. And I was walking out to the mailbox. It was about 30 or 40 yards from the house. So I was walking out across the yard, and I, was, I approached the mailbox, and all of a sudden, a lightning bolt and thunder. I mean, right on top of the lightning bolt. It just it felt like it was five feet over my head. And it just knocked me to the ground. And I thought I'd been struck. I said, that's it. It's over. And I remember laying there on the ground, and I started laughing. And I was laughing out of sheer terror and fear. And then I, I looked around and I said, i got to get back to the house. And so I crawled 
all the way back to the house. And when I got to the front door and I stood up and I started laughing out loud and I started looking around to see if anybody saw me crawling back to the house, I was terrified. I laughed out of fear and then I laughed out of embarrassment. But these are two responses to the same experience. And maybe if we think about Pentecost, maybe these are the two responses we've got to hold in tension. Maybe, like my friend, we need to capture Pentecost like on a, on a, on a photograph to be able to hold the beauty and the power and the majesty of God's power, like the picture of a, of a lightning bolt. Maybe that's one response that we need to have to appreciate the beauty and the power of God's presence in our midst. But maybe the other thing we've got to hold, the other response we have to hold in tension, is this one that causes us to, to drop to the, to the ground on our bellies in, in fear, in respect, in awe of this same power that is beautiful, that is awe-inspiring, but powerful beyond our being able to hold it. Maybe these are the two responses that we are called to offer. You know, as when we think about this, this picture of, of Pentecost and, and Acts, these 11 disciples gathered in a room, questioning, doubting, Fearing, anxious, praying, looking, developing more fear, asking for more faith. And out of the seemingly clear blue, this roaring, powerful wind and flames, it had to be a sight of beauty. It had to be a beautiful sight. But it had to be terrifying at the same time. In this image, in this episode of Acts chapter 2, Luke is telling us something important. That God's presence with us by the power of the Holy Spirit is certainly beautiful. It's certainly awe-inspiring, but it's also terrifying. This is the power of the creating God in our midst. Calling us together. I told our 9 o'clock congregation at the Ascension service that just imagine uh, the ability and, and the call and, and our actual, just our presence together as this congregation is only possible only possible because of the Holy Spirit. There's no other way that we could have remained a congregation. There's no other way that we would gather on a regular basis other than the calling and the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells within the community of faith. That calls us out of the world to proclaim the good news to the world. To be a sign of hope and peace, of love and grace of forgiveness and holiness. That is the church. That's the calling 
of the church. It's the sending of the church. It's the mission of the church. And it all comes through the calling and the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we celebrate today. My hope for us, my prayer for us as a congregation, is as a church, is that we will hold in tension these responses to God's presence with us. To be able to hold the beauty of God's presence, the grace of God's presence, along with the power and awesomeness of God's presence. When we're able to do that, we will find ourselves following God's call upon our lives as a community of faith regardless of any differences that are held individually within the body. When we gather week in and week out, when we gather as a community of faith for worship, for Bible study, for fellowship, for prayer, for fun, for food. We gather out of the power of the Holy Spirit that draws us together, very different people, to be one people, to be God's people. And that's what we celebrate today, and that's what we celebrate every Sunday morning. For that I am thankful. Today we are recognizing the work of the Holy Spirit as it works in the lives of three young people who are being confirmed today. The Spirit that works in our midst to grow this spiritual house called the church. One brick upon another. You know, when I look around this sanctuary, I see all these bricks. It's a beautiful building adorned with different kinds of bricks. Each brick is a little different. Each brick is unique. And they're all brought together for one purpose. By skilled craftsmen. Held together by mortar. 1 Peter chapter 2. Peter talks in that letter about how God is building this holy spiritual building out of the believers. Today we celebrate how each of these three students find themselves as living stones being placed on another stone, another living stone. Many living stones, and that's us. That's the church. The Holy Spirit is the craftsman. Holy Spirit is the mortar. Holy Spirit is the purpose. Holy Spirit is the will and the call and the power that holds us together. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.